This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. All right, so we are at At 530 on Main podcast studio here located in Evansville, Indiana on the corner of 6th and Main. There's going to be a wine walk outside tonight. Uh, Perfect night for it. Hundreds of people are coming down town to uh, enjoy our Main Street and uh, local and national wine vendors. Looking forward to seeing how the community shows up for that. The sheet that we had said hundreds, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on there. Um, thank you to Downtown Inc. for doing that, putting that together. Josh was on the App 530 on Main podcast many, many moons ago, actually. He was one of the first individuals on the App 530 on Main podcast. But as always, I digress here and start going down a rabbit hole. How you doing, Mike, over there? Good. Enjoying the day. Enjoying the day. Kickstarted, ready to go. Coffee in hand. Yeah. You said, what 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 gear are we supposed to be in? Because I'm not getting out. Of supposed fifth. to be in yeah, third. I may get out of fifth gear. Third is all about relationships and storytelling and building. Like it's not about hey, what's this tactic today and how am I going to knock that? That's fifth gear. You no, can only be in there. Are, mine's how? all all about you know you know me creative yeah. pioneer. I'm, what do I got to get done today? Yeah. So. And how do we do that? Creative. Pioneer Guardian, which is all the tasks that come behind it. So it's like the think, oh. the amazing idea, have the strategy to get there, and then all the way down into the tactics. No. None of the relationships, none of the other stuff that go along with it. Just like brilliant idea, super cool strategy. Here's all the details. Go execute. Execute. Yep. <laughs> nice. I love it. So we are blessed this morning to have Nicole Burke. She is the CEO and president of Plank nutrition bar also on main street right no it is in the brinker shopping center at green river road in the lloyd okay maybe someday also on main street i'd love that unless you know something i don't maybe that's my second location (laughs) no no absolutely not so here you go well we were trying to get open on main we're trying to get it open on main i'm trying to recruit i'm here for it if we can have wine and Nutrition. Absolutely. We'll put your greens in the wine and shake it it. up. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, as usual, I screw something up, and I've already done that. So, that's checked off my guardian list. Messed something up today. I've done that. So, here we go. Once again, App 530 on Main brought to you by VPS Architecture and Extend Group. Didn't say that part either. So, we're getting started. Nicole, I am looking at three wonderful paragraphs of an amazing career and something that's going to continue on here. So why don't you give us a little background uh, instead of me reading it, give us the, the Nicole experience. What led you to this moment? Yes. So it has been a wild ride. When I look back at this year, I'm kind of shell shocked a little bit. Um, But before my plank, you know, um, adventure, I was the director of engineering at Metronet And so I spent years and years at Metronet kind of climbing that ladder. And I was the only female and the youngest executive on that team, which was pretty, pretty awesome. But I was traveling quite a bit nationwide and I've got two little guys. Um, So I was kind of balancing all of that. Not to mention, I'm a travel junkie personally. So I was going to Sedona Soul Adventures and I was doing all of these things um, two years ago. And so Along that path, I'm pretty transparent about my story, by the way, so I'm going to kind of just divulge it it all, Um, but I was very overwhelmed and stressed out. I was really excited that I was an executive at 32. You know, there was a lot of really, like, cool things about that, and I had a lot of pride in that, Uh, but at the same time, I was burning out very, very quickly, and so... I went to the doctor. I started gaining quite a bit of weight, and they checked, and my cortisol levels were at stroke level. I was 32 years old. 
And they said, you know, make some shifts or don't live to 40. Like that's kind of, you know, I was also a CASA. I was a volunteer at my church. I was my son's soccer coach. I worked 80 hours a week. I traveled every week. It was, and when I look back at it now, I'm like, what a psycho. But that was me. Like that's just, I'm a yes person, right? So I took on everything. Well, I went to Sedona Soul Adventures I found this, you know, soul adventure that was going to change everything, yeah. you know. So I bought in real quick. I, you know, swiped my card and went to Sedona, Arizona, and started that journey. And it was originally, you know, to kind of work on meditation. And, oh, my gosh, Sedona, Arizona is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. But I got to meditate in the vortex. I went there all by myself, um, rented a slingshot drove like 110 through the canyons. I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. So I got to do all kinds of cool stuff. But the coolest thing I found was I met, um, Sedona, by the way, is the crunchiest place you'll ever go in your entire life. Like everyone's in like a wheatgrass cult, right? They all drink like the cleanest stuff and, you know, they're so good with their health. And I started talking to some of the practitioners down there about my cortisol and the medicines that they were talking about putting me on my doctors. And they said, you know, no way look at the, some of the stuff. I'm like, all right, you know, while I'm here, you know, when in Rome, right, I'll drink the Kool-Aid, whatever. And so I started looking at all of it and they had me try wheatgrass. It's so silly, but it was one cafe that let me try wheatgrass changed my entire life. Cause I was like, yuck. First of all, I looked at it and I was like, gross. Um, but then, I mean, they're all like in beautiful shape and they're all so happy. So I was like, I'll drink it, whatever. So I downed the hatch, this wheatgrass, and I didn't realize how much indigestion and gas, you know, you, you just might, I just felt terrible and stress really creates a lot of that in our gut. So I drank that and I could immediately feel the gas just dissipate in my body. And I was like, ew, what, what's happening? I could feel it instantly. And I was like, okay, these people are on to something. Um, so I started, I spent the rest of that week just obsessing over this because I knew I was ready to get back in shape. I'd always been in really great shape, almost competed, um, in body competitions and I'd gained over 50 pounds in a year. And so I was like, I'm ready to get in shape, but I thought it was for the aesthetics, right? And then just to sound good, to be healthy. But then when you're really in the heart of it, I was like, I just want to feel normal again. I just want to feel good and be present in my body again. And these and Sedona really helped me with that. And so I tried the wheatgrass, and then I start obsessing over, like, what my routine is going to be like when I get home. So I start Googling everything I can buy. So it's like Amazon it to my house. So it can be there when I come home. And there was nothing on the market that even, you know, other than like taking wheatgrass out of the ground and grinding it up, but there was nothing I could just buy that it had no fillers or was actually natural. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way. I mean, with technology and with how, you know, advanced everything is now, and especially, I mean, the nutrition supplement industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. I was like, there's no way that there's nothing actually without any fillers. So I start looking up the top products, nothing that doesn't have a filler in it. And so I said, you know, if I want this so bad, there's got to be other people that want this. And then I made some really huge shifts and um, left my leadership role, uh, which I loved. But, I, you know, I took a step back from that, um, cashed in everything, went all in, um, all of it. Mm-hmm. So savings, 401K, all my stocks, everything. Sold my stocks back to the company I was with, everything. And um, I have a very supportive husband, thank God, because he was like, okay, oh, you're doing this right now. Okay. And I was like, right now. So I formula, I spent months formulating these products and sent them off to production down in Norcross, Georgia, and had them come back so we could taste test them. And I had family and some close friends, and they were phenomenal. And they had less, all of them less than 10 ingredients. And they were clean, natural, not one filler. And they actually, you could taste the difference. It tasted so good. And it has no sugar. It's all just highest form of stevia bliss. So there's no aspartame either. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we did it. This is really good. My sister-in-law was an occupational therapist, has a master's degree. She left occupational therapy to come work for me. And we LLC'd in September. Um, We launched online in December. And then I opened the doors of Plank there in the Brinker Shopping Center in March. Amazing. And here I am. Let's go. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So along that, I mean, to be at that level, which I personally connect with, I actually spent some time in my early 30s 
going through a very similar, I was in the hospital. I thought I was having like my uh, pancreatitis or something, but literally my stress levels were so high. Mm-hmm. And it was because I would, we were in the industry and, you know, we were launching websites and doing sure. all this video stuff and getting all, all like everything was just super adrenaline, go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And it just, my body just said, stop. Mm-hmm. And I can remember it was, I had just flown out to do a large pharma national sales meeting, came back. I had missed my son's first birthday by two days. Oh, man. And you're like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, I was like, it'll be okay because we'll celebrate when I get back and all that. But that moment that you were at, I was there and I wasn't there. It was like, mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to hear someone who was, you know, kind of living that ride as well. And, you know, it is achiever like mindset of, you know, people come and always say, well, everybody else has said they couldn't do it, but you might. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's a high. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now now we're talking, still go that way, you know, on some of these projects running, you know, collectively with groups going, we have the same mindset, but we know we can only sustain this for this little, little amount. So, like, how are you keeping that that peace index and that seventy thirty with with this? How give us give the listeners? You and I have already talked about a little bit of that that journey, but how are you maintaining that work life? You know, five circles of influence mindset and still having the level of energy you have today. Yes. Absolutely. So my word actually of the year for this year was intentionality. And so I have, I mean, I have a notebook that I journal in every morning, wake up a little bit earlier to have my time of meditation and to try to implement those things I learned in Sedona. And, and don't get me wrong. I mess it up all the time. Like, especially in the beginning of everything, I um, brought on life coaches, nutrition coaches. I was so focused on bettering the life of the people in Evansville and to try to like expose them to something they've never had before and make everyone else, you know, or create for everyone else this intentionality. Mm -hmm. And then I would go home at 10 o'clock and wake up at four and, you know, try to make it to my son's game and run a few minutes behind. And I was running rampant all over the place. And I was like, I just created this again. And I work for myself. So now there's no like excuse, you know, there's no one to point to like, well, they pushed me. It was me. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I do this to myself everywhere I go, even in my own happy place. Right. And so, um, I realized that I I have to be intentional about that because I was giving like 10%. So, I mean, even along the ride of this year, I've failed numerous times, but in my best moments and especially, especially over the last like month or so, I had to get back to that like core. And so what I've been doing in, I didn't mention this to you yet, and so you're gonna you might think this is bizarre and really crazy. But in my agenda book, I yes, I have a calendar on my phone, and I still keep a paper one just because I'm I like I'm old school. I like to write and I like paper. Um, But I write a note to myself at the beginning of every month, and I read it at the end of the month, and it's essentially saying like the things that I have to stop and really make sure that I'm absorbing and that I take in, Hey, Nicole, you're going to regret it. If you don't take that half hour with Noah to just talk to him and to make eye contact and to look at him and make sure your family's doing no tech time for a certain amount of time and all that stuff that you read, but you don't really do. Right. right? And, and I'm huge on reading. I constantly am reading a book. I always have either like, you know, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership or, or something in my back pocket that I can pull out. Even if I just read a chapter real fast to like bring me back. Um, but really meditation has been the biggest thing for me. And I always thought it was so hokey back in the day, you know, it's like, okay, I don't have time to meditate, but it makes me so much more effective throughout my day because I'm already starting from such a solid foundation. So that's really been, I I go back to prayer and meditation all the time. Amazing. That's funny to listen to you guys because I'm probably totally the opposite. (laughs) I mean, when I'm at work, it's go, go, go. What are we doing next? What? You know, I there's no pause. I don't care. Like Sean said, relationships be damned. I'm just going. <laughs> we gotta get this done. Yeah, get it done. What's yeah. the next task? What's the next? But then when I leave, I go home. It's like, well, work's over. That's yes. why I can't work at home. Yeah, like all through the pandemic, I was like, I think I spent one day at home. I'm like, nope, I'm going back to work. So I 
would come into work every day because I'm like, I can't work at home because this is where I Let's see what you're talking I about. close there the door well. and leave everything behind. Yeah, it's those shifting the gears that we talk yeah. about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this right here is third gear. Mike's right. like, when we were, we were getting ready to start, he's like, fifth, I, I got to stay in fifth because I know I've got this and this and this to do today. But we have to, I mean, most of the time we wake up and immediately go to, we automatically go, we go from first gear, which is recharge, mm-hmm. all the way to fourth gear. And the first thing we grab is our phone. Oh, mm-hmm. And then we scroll through social media. Then we go to news and we're already loading all that intentionality of what's going to happen today. We're pre-programming what the outcome is already without having that intentionality with ourselves. So I, Mike and I somehow, some way have the same voice order. Mm-hmm. And it's been a journey because I have literally built it up and burned it down multiple times because I continue to charge oh, yeah. and go while everybody else is like, I'm knocking on the table on a podcast, but they're like, can we tap out, please? Like, yes. we, we just have to, I need a break. We wear people yeah. out. Yes. Yeah. We just go champion. Oh, that deadline? And then, oh, well, yeah, there's at least 72 hours between the next one. We'll meet that, no problem. I can do it in a week. Guys, come on. You got two weeks. It's easy. Hey, Brian, we have 38 days and 12 hours (laughs) to change the world. Like, (laughs) we're on one of those right now, and it's going to be amazing. But it is. It's like, but you have to now know on the other side. It's not about, once again, the. it's not a label when you go through the leadership journey and you put your label on, whether it's a Myers-Briggs or, you know, an Enneagram or a Five Voices. It's not the label that you're wearing where everybody has to come to you. Now we have to know what is like in the whole room right. and have intentionality that you're in, you are self-aware enough to know what's in the room, how you need to effectively communicate with each one of those individuals to gain trust, mm-hmm. which means alignment, which then gets us to what we have to do with who's in the room. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have that up front. If we're always going, like the minute we walk in, we're in fourth gear, like, hey, I sent you three emails. I got here. I got there. We're like, uh, we're going to be here for lunch and you're ready, right? And then you just blaze by and you do that consistently. The system just, that's like, that's seven percent of the population, yeah. and that's oh, yeah. and that and I would say reading too is a is a form of meditation at mm-hmm. least for me. And I think most people don't that don't read or don't give it enough credit, like to actually hold a book and read it. Mm-hmm. Right, Absolutely. brings you back down, centers you. And I always just read until I get tired of reading, or I'm tired at night, or yeah. whatever, and I'm like, okay, my mind's now. Because if I don't do that, I can tell because my mind's still going and I'm trying to fall asleep. Absolutely. I actually created a whole room in my house dedicated, we joke, to my mental health. So <laughs> it's my meditation room slash library slash I, we took all our office stuff out. It was my husband and I's office because we owned an engineering company for a while. And I moved all the office stuff out. This is what my poor husband has to deal with, right? He comes home and I'm like, I'm painting. I'm hanging these like chandeliers. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, this is going to be my oasis. This is my Sedona in a room. And all of a sudden, you know, the next day, this giant box shows up. He's like, what's a moon pod? I'm like, it's going to. So I've got moon pods everywhere. I mean, that room is crazy, but it's my happy place. I mean, and it's a place where I can go to kind of shut everything else out for a little bit and really just focus on how I can better myself because I'm a really high. So in, in disc, I'm a really high D and an uncomfortably high I. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely an extrovert. And I always have a million things going, and I'm always really excited about whatever, right? Um, it could be like the wiener dog races, right? And so I'd be like, we need your help down at, you know, at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, all right, next thing you know, I'm like in an outfit. I'm ready to go. You know, I don't go. I could go to a game, and I don't necessarily even care about that team. And I'm geared out. And I've got the paint on my face. And I'm that's just how I do things. And I've had to be really um, have to do a lot of reflecting and realize, okay, that's great. But what does that do for the people around you? Like you said, it ex- it can exhaust people. And so I've noticed if I slow down and I'm really intentional about myself, I can lead my people a lot better. Because I, I truly do believe the saying that people aren't going to care about your business if they don't know that you care about them. 
And so taking that time to really, you know, pour into them and figure out, you know, what are their dreams? What are their hopes? Before I'm just running in about the, hey, I sent you three emails. You know, well, what are they going through? They might not have got my three emails because their kid's sick or whatever, you know, and just the emails are important and the tasks are so important. You know, at the end of the day, we're in business to change lives and help people, but also to make a living for ourselves. But at the same time, as a leader, you have to remember you're trying to make a living for everyone else as well. Yeah. uh, One of the, so I was in North Carolina at a giant retreat for the guides back in March and Bronson, who's the executives and he's the new CEO of giant. uh, And he did a eight minute sit down with everyone in the room. There was like 60 and he had the most meaningful eight minute talk ever. And it was about income and impact. And he says, what is the good entrepreneur? And the good, most of the time we're either one or the other. Mm-hmm. And I've lived this. Like there, there are many stories where it's just give, give, give impact, impact, impact. And you know what? The good is going to come. Yep. And I'll give it all away because I know good things are going to happen. Well, in business, sometimes that does not happen. Right, absolutely. There's the intention that good things will happen, but we're not deliberate on how we build that that relationship to ensure that that income is going to come. And and there was he had an eight minute conversation, and he actually has an ebook on the good entrepreneur that talks about how that income does equal impact and how it how it all circles back around. That you have to have both. You Absolutely. have to have a and and we as entrepreneurs typically go it's all about money or it's all about impact. Mm-hmm. And either one of those will burn out right. the system. And if then we're you not- overcorrect. Yeah. I'm really bad at overcorrecting. So my January through July, I think my husband reminded me 10 times, hey, so Plank is wonderful and you help people. You're not a charity. <laughs> like He's like, you're not a nonprofit. Yeah. And because I would be like, well, this person, you know, this employee really needs this. And, you know, I'm going to try to meet that need by doing this. And he's like, with what? Because we started off really comfortable. I was really blessed. And um, I grew up dirt poor. So we were in poverty, you know, grew up on food stamps, the whole thing, um, and worked three jobs, you know, from the end of high school all the way through college and graduated with my double degree and have just been blessed with just that, that really, uh, strong drive, right. To get to where I need to be. And so I was in a very comfortable financial situation, right. I'd worked really hard, collected those stocks, done all the right things, but let me tell you, and especially like local small brick and mortar business, if you're not really intentional with your money, it doesn't matter how intentional you are with your assets and with your people and with your impact, because you can't keep you know funding that source for people. And so I would say that I learned that a lot and then kind of did some overcorrecting, right? I was like, okay, never mind. I'm going to get back to my financial books and I'm getting going to get, fun. Yeah. and it's like, there's got to be a balance, you know? That pendulum, right? Absolutely. It's like, hey- this thing's right in my face. I'm going to push it away for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? When it comes back, it's actually going to be right here in my face. Like it's, yeah. you know, this microphone's right here, but I push it away. A nurse is going to bring it back. And it's going to be closer. Yes. And then we have to have that intentionality with how that works. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, of, of similarities in the story. Um, I walk around, see people see me now with a hundred. There's a 168 on my chest. That's what we all have. No matter where we came from, no matter what we do, no matter what, it's 168, and it's 168 hours. Mm-hmm. And I've spent the last six, nine months going and talking about that 168 and how organizations are typically led by individuals who love KPIs. Mm-hmm. You know, as an engineer, you love KPIs, right? right? Key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? How do we make this system leaner, faster, stronger? And, and how many hours does it take? And all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, 168 KPI is key people index indicators. So mm-hmm. when you get to like, what is my team really feeling like now? What Absolutely. what are we doing? Yeah. Because if that you don't, you can't give what you don't possess, right? So if I'm running at a piece index of 30, it it's, you know, leaders define culture, sub-leaders define subcultures, family leaders define family culture. Mm-hmm. 
I can't give it. It's just, it's the story that, you know, if I go to the bank and I want, I really do want to give a hundred, hundred dollars to feed X people at this charity event. And I only have 30, I can't give it. Right. So we always, we really look at, you know, how are we spending the 168 now? What gear are you in, in the 168? And how can you be intentional and deliberate within that? with like five key tools. So it's like the peace index, 70-30, support challenge matrix and stuff. I love that. That's all information, especially the 168 I've never heard of. I we think all you, have it. It's 168 yeah, hours. Yeah, I love that. I think you guys are stuck with me. I'm just going to be texting and be like, so about this, where am I at on my peace index? But no, I love that. Yeah. It's so good. Peace index, five things, people, uh, provision, place, uh, personal health, and purpose. And each one of those have a score, zero to 100. So you can go through and quantify. So when people say, how are you doing today, Mike? Like, what does that mean? Right. How, oh, I'm doing fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. Well, that's okay. So now you can walk in and go, hey, how are you doing today? Where's your peace index at? And what's your 70-30 look like? And I can immediately get to... Wow, like you're struggling. Yes. Like you need some time. Like we need to have some care time. Yeah. And Absolutely. instead of, oh, I'm doing okay. And then you kind of read the body language and you try to skirt around. It's like that intentional conversation of. Absolutely. It's the intentionality for me as a 70 30. And what, what's dragging you down? I'm always like, yeah, that's because I'm over in my 30. Mm-hmm. In that 30%, 9% of the time. And it's just wearing me out. And I, which I always knew that about myself anyways, but it's, it's, that's the way to communicate it. Right. Because, you know, like I'm sitting here digging into the details of like, okay, I'm wearing down. Like this is killing me. Well, I think that's good. What hit me was asking the questions the way you guys are with your team is so important too, because a lot of times, like if you ask me how I'm doing, I know stuff's going on, but I don't really know what it is. Yeah. Right, especially at the start of your day. Who knows what happened to that person yesterday, this morning, what they saw on social media, whatever it is that's bothering them. But if you're asking those intentional questions, not only are you informing yourself, but you're also probably informing them of what's actually going on with them. So I love that. I think that's really cool. And the 70-30 tool is literally you need to do 70% of your day is things that energize you. 30% is the scale and draining. So it's like the the new lithium batteries, right? The rechargeable yeah. batteries. If you leave them plugged in and you're a hundred percent healthy all the time, what happens when the stress hits right. that eight hour battery on your laptop? That's typically supposed to go eight hours and work through a whole day without being charged. If you leave it plugged in for nine months and then all of a sudden you unplug it and you're at a presentation and you're right, right. in the middle, it's like 45 minutes. Like, where's my energy at? It's dead. Mm-hmm. So if we stay at a hundred or we flip it and most of the time, Leaders are at 50, like 50, or even like 40, 60, and some get down to 30, 70, which means you're doing 70% of your day on things that drain you, and there's nothing going back into the tank. Right. And being able to have an intentional flow about your day on how you hit those in what gear and who's around you when you do it. And when you go into a performance evaluation, you can say, hey, Tell me about your 70-30. Where am I at on the support challenge matrix? Am I protecting this month? Am I dominating this month? Am I abdicating or am I liberating? And give me some real examples, some bullet points, and then say, hey, okay, on your 70-30, what's your 70-30 look like? Oh, well, I'm, you know, Sean, it's been tough this month. As I'm an innovator, but we've been launching this website, and I've been down into the the details. I've been, like, adding pages to Word. Like, we have 140 pages that had to be added within two weeks. So I've been in the details, just plug, you know, copying, pasting, putting stuff in the WordPress. And I'm just upside down because I'm, I'm not innovating. I'm not creating new things. I don't have the, the innovation that I need. I'm just down in the details, adding pages to WordPress. And it's just, that's a production mindset that doesn't work with me. And you can actually have that conversation through a tool. I have two questions. So first of all, so this whole, you know, all of the different tools you guys are talking about, is this all part of Giant? Giant Worldwide. I'm right. Okay. And then the second question is, in part, as part of Giant, is that something where you guys focus also on what actually does fill your cup? Yeah. Because I think that's a big problem, too. I have so many friends who are like, I'm burnout. You know, 
they're whether they're full-time moms or they own four businesses they're all everyone feels so burnt out all the time right and they're like well I did what Pinterest told me and I went and got a massage and manicure and they don't they don't enjoy it really they just on paper everyone says that relaxes you so I think it would be really cool um, to get into this just even figure out sometimes I feel pretty self-aware even and sometimes I'm like I don't even know what would fill my cup right now and so I think that that is really cool that you guys discuss that well, as well. I, I think it's you tied in. Well, I was going to say, since you're here, but I also feel like nutrition plays into that because, you know, when you're stressed and you're 9,000 deadlines, you feel like, and the weight of everything, what do you do? Oh, I'm just going to eat a bacon cheeseburger and these fries because I'm stressed. And, and I'm then just you feel gonna, terrible. And then you feel right. bad and you're full and you're like, uh. <laughs> so if you can eat better when yeah. you are stressed out. Right. That can help. To me, it helps alleviate that. If you're stick to it, don't stick to your diet, stick to the or, you know, your nutrition, stick to exercising. Like, I can't do that. Missed three days this week. Why? Because work out of town. Damn it. If I um, start up again next week. No. Right. Go. And it's like you can have it on your app. I mean, there's these days there is really no excuse because it's like I have 10 different apps. You know, I'm part of three different gyms. And but that's why we really focus and not to sound so salesy, but it's just the truth. I mean, that's why I'm so focused on making it taste good. There's so many people that don't walk into Plank that even like know me and want to support me. And they'll finally come in and they're like, I'm just not into the healthy thing. Or we just had a very intelligent young woman come in the other day and she said, I just don't do protein. Like I'm not trying to get buff. I'm like, protein's in every cell of your body. Almost Mm -hmm. everyone has a deficit of protein that they're intaking every day. And that's why we made it delicious. And so wonderful for you. I mean, you really do feel instantly better. I mean, it's it's wild to see Nutrition the difference. plays a huge part in, in, in all of it, right? Once again, it's that battery. If you don't have the energy, you don't have the fuel, you're burning it quick, you're, you know, trying to put more in. And in that whole journey of like getting healthy first mm-hmm. and that intentionality of, hey, where do you want to go? Like, through intensive process, but it's it's been a enlightening journey, I think, for Mike and I to go through it. We're here about Plank. Tell us more about Plank. <laughs> yes, I got down that whole rabbit hole because that is so cool. <laughs> we can talk. But yes, this. I will bug you guys about that later. But yes, so about Plank, it's it's really neat because we start out with the products, and I was just going to launch online, which would have been potentially more fiscally responsible, right, than throwing a brick and mortar out of there right in the beginning. But I knew Evansville needed something like this. Um, There's nothing like it because there's nothing like our products. And so um, we decided that I wanted to, I said, you know, we need a little cafe, a place people can go and work almost with that coffee shop vibe. Um, But they come and they get protein shakes and they get green shots and they drink our immunity boost. And, you know, but they're, they're chilling in our cool little couches. So I knew I wanted the environment and the aesthetics to be really peaceful and soothing and fun. Um, But then I also knew that I wanted it to, it had to taste delicious because it's easy to sit at a coffee shop and chug down creamy lattes all day, you know? So I was like, we have to make this really delicious. And so I partnered with some really cool people. I'm partnered with, um, Black Lodge and New Harmony. They do all my coffee and they actually made a special blend like just for us. And so Alex Corey has my whole heart. He's amazing. Um, and then we partnered with April Bakey from Culinary Innovations. And so she found the coolest ways to infuse my supplements into her food and even put like some of my wellness products, like my greens and my immunity boost into like dressings. And she made like a wheatgrass ranch. So many cool things. So now we were able to have food because that's not my forte. I'm not trying to, you know, make food and prepare food. So we got to also showcase other small businesses that I think are doing great things for people. And so we have a full expansive coffee menu now um, featured by Black Lodge and I don't know if you know Alex Corey personally, but he will not let you take his beans into your shop unless he trains you. So we are all baristas now. And I felt really cool when I made my first latte. I was like, look, it's foamy. I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and we'll actually even put our protein into the lattes. Um, And and people are like, there's no way there's protein in this. It's delicious. We We even did the basic, basic white girl pumpkin spice latte. We did all the things because I said, you know, we can do all these things macro friendly. And I have people that were like, 
they'll, and I'm not just saying this, they'll taste it. And they're like, oh, I meant to get, you know, the macro-friendly one. And I'm like, that's all we have here. That That is macro-friendly. Mm-hmm. And it's just about using better ingredients. It's mm-hmm. about not cheaping out on the things that people are literally ingesting into their body. And so they taste wonderful and they're really great for you. So we have a full expansive coffee menu. We have all of our lunch choices, whether it be wraps or salads or protein energy bites that taste like cookies and they're really good for you. Um, and then we actually have our retail storefront too. And, uh, and what everyone else jokes about, they're like, what is plank today? Cause then I really like to support, <laughs> I, I know I like to support local business. And so like, um, we had stretch lab there cause they're opening up here in Evansville. And <laughs> so people, come in there's people being stretched out front on these tables like we always have like crazy fun stuff going on so um so yeah that's that's the brick and mortar version of it and then we were just approved to be a nationwide retailer um and we're actually uh amazon asked us to come on and and sell our products on there too so we've got kind of the retail storefront and the and the restaurant coffee shop and then we also have the products that we want to get into everyone's hands it'd be great for my million dollar idea that's me. I'm your million dollar idea. No, no, I already have. When it comes to nutrition, and you know, I think growing up in a low income world, mm-hmm. and you know, when you get into it and start working out in college, and first thing you do is go, I can't afford all this crap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't do that. So I'm just trying to eat chicken breast and. But even that gets expensive. So when you're living on PB and J and in college, and, yeah. <laughs> and so it's always been that's always been my million dollar ideas. Like because I get I look for cookbooks and okay, how can I mix up? And it's like, well, you got to buy twenty ingredients and you got to throw twenty things together and you got and it's like. What am I going to do with all this? Like a week's worth of food and I made one meal. I've got and, you. And, you know, and it's yeah. all this. And so it was like, I want a cookbook that says, just eat these three meals. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And it can be chicken breast and peas. I'm chicken dying breast right now. So we have a recipe book right? that we published and put out. So it's literally called Powered by Plank Recipe Book. So I was like, does he know that? And he's trying to help gear me up to talk about this. I do not. But- <laughs> But it's awesome. So um, I have another, my other person on staff that is wildly creative and just so educated, and she's wonderful. She's the one everyone talks about, the really hot redhead at playing. I'm like, yeah, that's Jennifer Monroe. But she's my bodybuilder who works on staff, and she's a nutrition coach. Um, She's amazing. She's also a bodybuilder, just won an entire competition um, and brought her big O trophy in. But she's She's wonderful, and she's really focused on um, the younger generations. Like, she's done some programs with the Girl Scouts. Um, She's really trying to educate them because a lot of people do have that mentality of it's just so expensive. And so she's even done where she'll spend a certain amount, like, say, you know, meal prepping for under $100 and what it looks like. And so she made our cookbook. And we've got it out now. So. I was going to say, and even so complicated. And yeah. then the, and then even for the people, because you think about nutrition, and especially in Evansville and how many people, they don't work out, they don't exercise. And the first thing they're going to say is, I'm married to one. Well, I'm not just eating cucumber salad. Right. Yeah. I'm not eating that. Right. Garbage. I want this, this. And it's like, okay, what do you want to eat? Okay, let's take out maybe these couple of things. Mm-hmm. And what here's your here's the palette of food, right? Yeah. And how do you infuse those together and make it ultra simple? That's exactly what we do. So we have nutrition coaching and I have nutrition coaches on staff. I actually now have a DEI coach as well for businesses. Um, Cassandra Rains Francis, who is awesome. Um, she's our diversity, equity, and inclusion coach. And so she'll go into businesses and kind of help them figure out how to be more inclusive and um, she's wonderful as well. But one of our big focuses is the nutrition coaching because mm-hmm. so many people, it's just about the education. But like Jen does my um, plans for me. And yesterday I had um, a Buffalo Ranch chicken wrap and it was stellar and it was perfect in my macros. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's got four ingredients, so it's perfect for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the, but also timing, right? And then what? Oh. I'm going to have Troni's pizza Friday night. I know I'm going to eat that. So, yeah, your breakfast and lunch maybe are more mm-hmm. simplified, right? And, yeah. And, and less. And not you're not going to have a big lunch on top of knowing you're right. going to have a big dinner. 
And yeah, that's your one cheat meal, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. And it's, it's really just even those small adjustments, little changes. And what I love about the way we nutrition coach is we don't believe in crash diets. We don't really believe yeah. in the idea of dieting at all. It's just really having that lifestyle change because there will be times where I'm like, oh, I'm really craving this because I'm still on my journey. And so Jen's helping me a lot and, and I'm licensed to do it, but I have a lot of imposter syndrome because I am at the he- heaviest I've ever been. I'm still on that process. My cortisol is finally down and I'm starting to get in shape, but running a nutrition company and starting these products and being in the public and you're at the le- you're in the like least amount of shape you've ever been in is very difficult, but she's really helped me overcome a lot of that. And, and I've been working a lot on that too. And so what's really cool now, the way I look at it is all these people were helping. I used to go on this journey with them. And so it's, it's really yeah. neat. So, I mean, we could fix you right up, all kinds of yummy, easy recipes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's more <laughs> my wife. I've been doing it for years. I mean, she just kind of got into She would always be like, when we met, like, what are all these supplements you're taking and whatever? I'm like, well, this is a multivitamin, you know, and I have probiotic and I, you know, I'd have my protein shakes or whatever. But now she's getting into that over the past couple of years because you realize yeah, I can't just eat, quote unquote, eat healthy with right. no guidance right. and nothing as a supplement. Because sometimes you just got to make a quick shake in the morning, right? Yeah, you absolutely. can't just make a meal or make a breakfast. And especially when after you work out, you want to make sure you're getting that protein and that sure. to have the energy. Otherwise, absolutely. you're just going to crash. Oh, yeah, for sure. We are an amazing 43 minutes into the At 530 on main podcast Brought to you by VPS Architecture and Extend Group. Um, we typically go through a series of like nine, ten, can you know? We we have a, a standard group of questions that we go through, but it's been an amazing conversation this morning, and I think it's all centered around uh, a word here that we really try to focus on, and and so we have some common vocabulary here. Nicole, what does the word experience mean to you? How do you define experience? I would say an experience would be really something that engages all of the senses for somebody. And those senses aren't just your five typical senses, but also your spiritual sense. And so whenever I know when I'm trying to create an experience for like my clients or my associates or for even my family, anyone I'm around, you know, I want smell, the sight, and if they're eating something, the taste. I mean, all of it needs to be very intentional and thought out. But then also just that spiritual sense needs to be part of an experience as well. Amazing. Yeah. And you've talked about a lot of places already. So what's a, what, what's a place that makes you, that you have a great experience um, that you haven't talked about, that you just feel, you get this emotional and it can be a, can be anywhere. So, oh, I have so many places. I don't think I'm emotional. I think about this and I'm like, everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I would say, um, and it sounds so like cliche, but it's not even just the beach, water. Mm-hmm. I almost have to be near water to truly like engage. The only exception was my Sedona trip. I was not near any water. But um, typically, my husband will know if we're going on a trip, I don't care where it is. It could be cold, hot, but I need to be by water. And so I think about all the time. I can't imagine not growing up right by the river. Yeah. And it's not even that it's some glorious <laughs> river, but it's like, you know, just even when I was younger, when I first got my license, I had really, you know, really hard time. Um you know, like I said, grew up in poverty, and um, my mother's the most wonderful human I know. She's a recovered alcoholic addict, and she's very open about that story. And so when we would have rough times, my first thing, I'd go to the river. I'd jump in my car, and I would even do my homework down there, sit in my car and do my homework and stuff just to kind of escape. And so I would say anytime I'm by water, there's this odd connection. Awesome. I'm like Moana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of love that reference. So, going through, you talked about being at MetroNet. How has digital uh, impacted the way you design all your all your Plank products? Like, what part of that is? Uh, how has it impacted how you deliver? Well, when I think of digital and technology involved in Plank, 
it really has a lot to do with the consumer. And so when I put myself in the consumer's point of view, it's, it's hard sometimes when I'm in my little brick and mortar shop because it's so different the way people purchase, but 90% of people, even if they're right down the street, want to buy online. And so trying to give them, we talked about experience earlier, trying to give them that same experience that they get in the store one-on-one with me looking at a product I Mm -hmm. created, but having them experience that through their computer or through their phone, you have to be intentional with your technology and with the design and with you want it to be seamless. You want it to be as easy as possible for them to get your products in your hands. So I would say that was probably my biggest learning curve because really even at Metronet, by the way, my background is not engineering. I'd never had an engineering job before that. I just learned and threw my boots on and and learned all the things, but um, people are really my expertise. And so they brought me on just to build that huge team. Um, And so yeah, I had to learn quite a bit coming into Plank and trying to figure out how I can reach everyone in the you know technological world, world, especially being now a nationwide retailer. You know, I can't face-to-face charm them with my wit. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really important. Well, and that customer experience, too, is, you know, having – I'm probably the worst shape I've ever been in in my life I, my son is taking up all my time and i don't get much sleep right now because he has dad's allergies right mm-hmm. i used to be 5 a.m i'd be in the gym before work every right. day eat healthy um just love it and but whenever you take a break you know you almost have to force yourself to get back in that routine right mm-hmm. if you take a break for the holidays or whatever a month off just to re- let your body recover detox so i always you know that it's I just think of that phrase, you know, embrace the suck, you know, yeah. and like <laughs> the people that don't want to do it, it's like you just got to go and you just got that hardest step is the first step, right? It's just a band-aid just thing, right? Get just get there. Yes. Do yeah. it. Because well, then you love it again. Yeah. Almost every time you walk out of the gym, it's like, oh, yeah, that's why I loved coming. So it's just getting there that first yeah. time. But even that first person, how do you how do you connect that experience? Like, hey, I've never I've never d- had a diet. I just feel unhealthy or the doctor said I was unhealthy. I'm going to come here and try this. What is that experience? Are you like, here, drink this wheatgrass? Yeah, so I always take them over, and that's why I wanted to make sure we had that retail side of the store because I I do walk them through the story, and I, I've learned how to tighten up that time a little bit, but I'll walk them through the fact that, hey, I'm with you. It's kind of that feel felt found. I understand how you feel. I've felt like that before, and I actually feel like that right now, and this is what I found. Mm-hmm. And that really helps people connect with that story. So I make sure that they understand that emotional story behind the product because it is very innovative and it's very, there's a lot of education behind those products, but there's also a lot of feeling behind each of those products that were made. I have a special connection with each of them. I'm not some, you know, nutritional scientist, right? I spent a lot of time formulating the ones I know. And that's why when people want me to add all this stuff to my product line, I'm like, no, because I don't know those things. I'm only going to produce what I know. And so I can sit with those people and, and essentially I don't have to hard sell because if I ask the right questions, they'll tell me what they need. You know, and that's when I can find what they need. And then we can go to the fun part of what are the tastes? What kind of taste do you like? What do you like savory? Do you like sweet? And then we'll figure out the perfect drink for them and connect it that way. So what does it take on average for new person comes in, they, they start? Is it a week you're going to start feeling better? Is it-, it depends on the product that we end up pairing you with. Um, we're sold out of our wellness products, and so we're, I'm working towards getting that new inventory in. Um, but with those products, you'll feel something the next day. That's why I think you know wheatgrass was such a big deal for me because I didn't realize everything it did for your digestive health. And everything starts with gut health. It even affects you know our emotions. It affects everything. And so those products, the wheatgrass, the greens, and the immunity boost are huge, especially with allergies. Um, so so you should get your immunity boost today. No. So um, those three products, you can feel something pretty instantly. I think with the protein, what people notice is so many people are like, I can't drink protein. It hurts my belly. That's the statement I hear all the time. I want the other product. I can't, I can't do protein. And so what's awesome about the protein is maybe you don't, it's not like you're going to get a six pack the next day, right? But they feel full. And they don't feel that gassy, bloated, sick feeling some people get from protein. And they're like, I thought I couldn't do protein. I'm like, no, you can't do fillers. You can't do poison. Yeah. And so um, 
I would say, to be fair, because you have to look at the outside factors in someone's life, right? Because, okay, are they going and drinking four beers after they drink that? You know, so I'd probably say within a few days, people, that's usually when we get our review online where people are like, oh my gosh, I, I was so skeptical and now I love it. So I'd say give us a few days or maybe a week. <laughs> I love it. So we, um, you know, continue to build experiences through this. And now I get to have intentionality partner or partners as we move forward because I, like Mike, am probably at the worst. Like when I walked in here three and a half years ago, I was uh, 189 and everybody thought that there was something wrong with me. Yeah. Like literally, like they would go to Melissa and go, hey, is Sean, is Sean sick? Like is he going through some – like because – I was down in, I did keto, mm -hmm. I was running four miles every other day in the gym every morning doing all the stuff, and then all of a sudden we got into the pandemic. I actually got COVID, I had long haul, then what else? Oh yeah, the colon thing happened and then broke my hand, and oh my now I want to get back there too, so I have some intentionality partners. I'm going to start text messaging going, hey, how are we doing today? Yeah. Absolutely. How are we doing today? Yeah, I love that. Let's do it. Let's do it. So that. Mike has a, uh, a set of cards over there, if you will. It's a, oh, wow. It's called Poddex. Pod okay. Once again, social media only brings you what you want, right? <laughs> right. It only displays on your feed what you want. So, yeah, yes. you need this. Yes. So I was scrolling through there, and there was a set of cards. Yeah. Wow. And it asks you questions. Okay. And no question twice. We put we start putting the cards. I feel good up. about this one. Okay. Do I read it or do you read you, it? You read it. You read and it. Answer it. And if you want us to answer, we'll. Ooh, I like this Go one. On. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? So three apps that I would need to keep on my phone. Jeez, I have a lot of apps. Can we? I was gonna say. Can, can I have five? No, I'm just kidding. Email count. <laughs> I don't want that one. That yeah, we're both like, no, get rid of that one. Um, I would say, and not again to sound, you know, cliche or whatever. It's not just so it sounds good. It's just the truth. My Bible app. I do. My husband is like the only man I know who, if I stop doing a Bible study with him, he's like. Are we going to do our next study? I mean, he loves it. He loves because it gives us a reason to talk about something other than plank and other than the kids. And, you know, so the Bible app isn't just good to, like, kind of get my mind off of things, but then also um, to stay focused on myself and self-growth and, and our marriage. So I'd say the Bible app, um, I'm going absolutely blank. I literally, that's so sad. I'm like, let me look real fast. What's going on? Oh, duh. Headspace. I love my Headspace app. And for someone who's been meditating now for a while, it's so like such a, almost like a kill to your pride. Like I have to still use Headspace, but I am such a constant thinker that I love how it really just like forces you to focus on that meditation. And on days where it's harder for me to meditate, there's guided meditations. And, um, and I just like it. So I would say the Headspace app. And then, oh, <laughs> my photo app. Duh. I love pictures. I'm such a picture junkie and I'm definitely that basic mom. I, it's like my son puts on a pair of funny glasses. I'm like, click, 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 you know, cause I'm like, Oh, he's so cute. So I would say my photo app, my Bible app and my headspace app. Like it. I said music podcast, calm Ooh, music. Yeah. Music like just Apple music in general. Yeah, now that podcast, kind of, well, they still have the podcast. Thing. Yeah, it gets into if I, I guess I would have to say music, podcast, and then photos, and calm would have to come out because podcast like kind of incorporates some of the calm stuff because I learned so much about yeah. the stuff that I need to be doing, whether it's through nutrition, through business, through whatever. Like a majority of my time spent in podcast, um, podcast world. Music is my release, and I love music. Yes, music and then the is my jam. Photos, or it'd have to be photos because yeah. I'd have to just be intentional. I'm trading Headspace for music now. I didn't even think of that as an app because it's just like that's what my phone yeah. does. Like I didn't even think about that. Well, it's just weird. Like technology has become really like we. It does so much now. We went to the macro, and now I have Remarkable, which is literally a digital 
pad of paper mm-hmm. that I draw everything on. I write everything. But my iPad does it. My phone does it. But it's just for writing notes. Mm-hmm. And it's like paper. It's like the book. I can create all my templates and do all those things. But the simple act of writing it down, technology is going like, you know, we went to what can it all be. Now it's like intentional use of what it's for. Mm -hmm. It's not a, yeah. So Mike, what's yours? Oh, it'd be hard. Be hard. I have so many apps that are just purely, I'd say 90% of my apps right now are purely functional. Yeah, I know he tried to say email a little bit ago. Well, I know is email an app? Like if that's an app, <laughs> it's an app. I mean, be hard to get rid of that. Texting is that an app? Yeah. And you know, what's an app? But I, I have a podcast app. Um, but I also have like a sleep app because I'm out of town a lot, so I have to have that app. But white noise, otherwise I'm not sleeping. Everything will wake me up. Yeah. You know those little things like that. Um, but I got rid of. I, I told you I got rid of social media, yeah. all that garbage off my phone because it was just – it's toxic and waste of time. And, I mean, if I was going deeper, I'd be like, throw the whole phone in the garbage mm-hmm. and get rid of it altogether because it's just not – the world was better, I, I, right? I took a picture the other day. I still have it. It was the first Trio that came out, Palm Trio. It was one of the first smartphones that had actual email on it, and I had it. I haven't thrown it away as part of my digital museum, you know, all the, so I have, I think up until iPhone 11, I had every one of them. So I have like the whole, like they're just sitting in boxes on a shelf. (laughs) They're not out, but I have them all. And then I was looking at it. I was getting ready to throw it away, but I'm like, I can't throw it away. But. That phone literally did change the way we did business because I can remember the day that I got it. I'm like, yes, I don't have to be in this office anymore. I can be at home on a Saturday, on a Sunday. I can be ultra productive. Like I can be answering emails. I can be sending specs. I can brainstorm real quick and send out these emails, but I never stopped. Right. But no, yeah. Once it happened, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, this is a problem. I'm like, I'm always walking around. I remember the first iPhone. I was like, I was using all the apps. We were making apps, like testing apps, looking at all this. And I would go to family events, and I would just be doing this and tapping it. Hey, look at this. And they're like, we don't care. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, what are Absolutely. you doing on that thing? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, my son's generation, my daughter's generation, like, they walk down with it on their hands. You oh, know, they crazy. It's I have an 11 and 8-year-old, and it's, it's crazy. But when everybody... Yeah, but you look back and it's like, how much more did you do in the summer? Yeah. Because the summer seems so long, but why wouldn't it? Because right. you get up in the morning, you go outside because I don't want to just sit in the house. I want to be outside and you're making bows and arrows and you're yes. building forts and you're climbing trees and you're doing all this you stuff. Mud ditches. Because yeah. otherwise you just go home and you sit. Yeah. Like read a book. I ain't read a book. Yeah. Go outside. There's a a big thing that I've been pushing in my household, and it's that my kids are required to be bored. Yes. At least once a week. Like, you just have to be bored because that's when I was the most creative. Like, like I I hate that. It's like as soon as they get bored, they, like, grab something. It's like, stop. Just, like, slow And there's a great book, and I forget who the author was, but she basically said, yeah, we need more boredom in our lives because boredom leads to creativity, leads to just getting up and doing something, Mm -hmm. just being productive as opposed to just, when you take that away, I'm going to turn on the TV and like, uh, four hours, what? Mm -hmm. So try to be intentional about that as well. Sit down. Okay, I'm going to watch this one show because I'm a movie guy. But I like movies that are unrealistic. Like I can't stand going to a movie and it's like, here's, you know, here's somebody in their hard life. I'm like, I can go see that anywhere in town. <laughs> like, I don't need to watch a movie to make me miserable. Like, so I watch movies to veg out and turn mm-hmm. off my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, pure entertainment. Same. One hour goes quickly. Amazing conversations here in the at five thirty on main podcast. Um, as we start to wrap up here, we have a few more questions. If there was a brand person product out there that has the most holistic experience like who's doing it right like who would that be who would you say represents what we need more of who what or where 
So other than plank, I would say, no, I would say, so I know I mentioned him earlier, but we just happened to have a really in-depth conversation earlier this week. And there's a, I'm close to so many small business owners now and, and medium-sized business owners now, you know, and all of that, that there's so many people I can think of, but I would say Black Lodge. And here's why. Um, I wish he's one of those people like you just want to put on the map. It's like, I wish everyone could meet Alex Corey and Ben. And I wish everyone knew how he does business because he is so organic. All of his, he never puts out like for people to come apply for a job. He, he like makes sure it's organic. Even how I became one of his wholesale clients, um, happened organically. And, and I told him he has 17 now. And I said, so are you putting out like ads on social media? What are you doing? Cause I'm wholesale now I'm wholesaling to some gyms and yeah. polka dot play cafe. And you know, there's a lot of people using our products now and I'm trying to of course ramp that up. And so I'm like, how do you do it? And he's like, conversations. And I'm like, is that a new harmony person thing? I'm like, what do you, I'm like, what do you mean? Just conversations. Yeah. Yeah. But he is the most, and when he comes to deliver your coffee and so the owner himself, he is eye contact and he, I mean, he cares. He's, and he kind of asks, he's like, how are you doing? And I'll pull the fine, you know, cause we're busy. And he goes, come here. How are you really doing? Cause yeah. you seem really stressed. And I mean, he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't get my money either way, but mm-hmm. he's, there's a reason why everyone in new harmony and people will drive to new harmony to go to black lodge, the environment, everything's just so he's such a good businessman in the sense of he's smart with his money. But he's also so worried about the client experience, the employee experience, his wholesale client's experience, even in just, like, conversation. Yeah. He's wonderful. So I would say Black Lodge. Sounds like uh, Alex is the next uh, pod- at 530, I mean, podcast Have to. Yeah. You'll love him. Well, I was going to say, as you describe all that, all I think in my head is the, the macro, right? It's like, yeah. yeah, and that's what we've lost in America, right? Yeah. That's when, when everything's a freaking chain and bought up by the big stores. You wouldn't. When I grew up, you go to Nashville and you go eat at a certain restaurant because they don't have it anywhere else right. in the country, right? right? You go to St. Louis, you go to that's the experience. Or you go shop at a certain store because yeah. it's nowhere else in the country. We'd lost that in America, I think. And I so to me, that's what I think about it. Like, that's great. Like yeah. here it's here in Evansville. Yeah. It doesn't need to be global. Yeah. It can be here. Here only. Yes. Right. And and be great. Oh yeah, oh, right? he's, and that he's experience, wonderful. and but, his product's so good. Yeah, but you're never going to get that experience from a, you know, huge. No, Amazon doesn't shake your hand no. every time they deliver. Something. Yeah, Amazon doesn't care that your, <laughs> yeah, package is broke. You just send it back and right. get a refund. Right. All right. Well, how do the listeners connect with you, Nicole? Obviously, you are not my mistake earlier. Owning up to that once again. <laughs> Not down here with us, quote, yet, yes. but yeah. maybe. It's a possibility. I try to bring everybody downtown, yes. if at all possible. Where are you located? What's your so- uh, Where are you at on social media? Yes. How do they get in contact with you if someone wants to connect with you and learn more? Absolutely. So we have our website. But that's probably the least interactive way. But it is a way to purchase and to look at all our products and look at the ingredients. And my story is on there. And it's planknutritionbar.com. We are on um, so all social media handles. But the ones we're most active on is Instagram and Facebook. There are some pretty funny videos on there because my sister-in-law is a crazy person. Um, my brand director, Kelsey Farr. Um, but so that is Plank Nutrition Bar on Facebook and Plank Nutrition Bar on Instagram. Um, and you can connect with us on there through the website and then in person at our brick and mortar location. And um, we're open Monday through Friday, eight to three in the Brinker shopping center, right in between cycle bar and club Pilates. Yeah. So at green and the Lloyd expressway. Wonderful. Yeah. We thank that. you for your time with us this morning and sharing your experience. Uh, amazing story. Can't wait to learn more in the upcoming days. Uh, Mike, any closing thoughts on App 530 on Main today? No, it's great. Now we got to go back to work, right? <laughs> we get to go back to work, right? We get Mike. to go back to work. We get to go to our 70 place. We get to go, yeah. we get to, go to our 70 play. place, right? We get to go, yeah. yeah. Get to do what energizes us. Let's go. Yeah, walking around going, what could be? What could be? <laughs> that might change. Yeah. But Thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. I yeah. Love it. I love it. It's uh, 
been a wonderful, wonderful time. So once again, this is at 530 on Main, brought to you by VPS Architecture Extend Group here, uh, 530 Main Street, Evansville, Indiana. The story was we actually wanted to do the podcast at 530 in the morning or 530 in the evening. Both of those suck for Mike and I. Or for scheduling. Or for scheduling anybody else. So it was like, okay, well, that's not going to work. But we are at 530 Main Street. So we'll call it at 530 on Main. But yeah, we'll get back there one day when the kids are grown. And instead, we want to have a bourbon experience or a coffee experience or a plank experience at 530, either in the morning or in the afternoon. So we'll get there. But uh, you can find the At 530 on Main podcast. Go ahead. I was going to say, sorry to cut you off, but did you ever say why plank? Oh, yeah. What the name? Oh. Because I just think of a plank. Yes. Like you do in workouts. So that's really funny. That so true? I had like six names lined up. And I was getting way too lost in it because I was like Googling and I was thinking and I was like, what's the French word for this? And what's the, I was like, I don't know why I wanted it to be like a foreign word, but I was trying to think of all of these things. And then, so I was going to cycle bar in club Pilates at the time. And that spot in between them was empty for years and years. And so whenever I picked that spot, we actually chose the name inside that brick and mortar. And I had to hurry and come up with it because we're making the labels for my product. And I came over, and I, I was so sore, and I'd been at Club Pilates, and I was like, you know, I did this plank, and they had us hold it for, like, three minutes, and I'm dead. I was like, and it really, like, it works you from, like, the inside out. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey mentioned, she goes, kind of like our products. It just, like, kind of popped up, and I was like, yeah. And I was like, we could mm-hmm. just be plank. And it was like a joke. And then I was like, meet me at plank. I'm going to go grab something at Plank. And we started using it. And since it literally happened like that. And then I said, oh, my gosh. And they always say that the name of your business should be a noun and a verb. Because then people usually think in one way or the other. And it will really attract all types of people. And there's a plank that you hold. And then, like, a wood plank, which is also our aesthetic. It's a lot of, like, wood, exposed wood and repurposed um, wood and things like that. So uh, I said our logo could be, like, little wood planks that spell out Plank. That's literally how it happened. And then we drew it up and it was done. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, simple, simple. Man, we do try to get deep and, yeah, all the experience. Like, what could it be here? What could be here? And, like, naturally, the yeah. best things just rise. Mm-hmm. So, at 530 on mains on extendgroup.com, vpsarc.com. You can go there and find out where we're streaming. There's a, a lot of platforms that are out there that we're on now. Team does an amazing job of making sure that we're on as many as possible. Uh, some of these episodes might be coming to TikTok. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So uh, with the video that we have here, we do a lot with video, but we never really put it out there. So we're trying to find those little m- micro moments that are within the podcast that we can get out there. So look for that on uh, things coming soon with the team here. But once again, vpsarc.com, extendgroup.com. There's a big app, 530 on main logo at the bottom, right-hand side of the websites, and then it'll take you to everything. And it gives you the opportunity to, once again, invite anyone on this podcast that you think should be in the conversation. So you are here today because of a conversation that we had about the app, 530 on main podcast at, I think it was Common Grounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. We love Common Grounds. Yeah, so Common Grounds, we're there. And next thing I know, on the website, you need Nicole on there. So that's how we reach out. That's how we find. Here I am. And I'm telling you, you need Alex Corey. Yeah. Yeah. You'd love him. Let's do it. Let's do it. So at 530 on Main, thank you. Uh, like, share, tell everyone about it. Uh, as Nicole said, the best marketing is word of mouth. And if you believe in it, others will too. So uh, until the next time, thank you for joining us on at 530 on Main. Thanks. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of at 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.